0: Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: The Volume.
2: The Three and Out podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There is no better place to bet every moment more than with FanDuel. With football ending, we have the NBA rolling, March Madness right around the corner, and my personal favorite, betting on the PGA Tour. I cannot recommend it enough. You get winnings fast, and winnings are also delivered in under two hours. It's a fun to combine multiple bets from the same game parlay. No big deal. NBA, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson. That would be what I would do. If you are new, just download the FanDuel app. To get started now, sign up with promo code Colin so they know we sent you. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, three It out podcast. That's the show. That's me. Uh, Sunday night, so you're probably listening to this on a Monday morning, afternoon, day. Who knows? Uh, you know, we're we're about basically a month, if you're listening to this on March 28th, we are officially a month away from the National Football League's draft. So, it's coming right down the pipe, not too far away. This week we have the owners meetings, I'll dive into that a little bit. Uh, off the top, some thoughts on just Deshaun Watson and and everything that was Friday, uh, and that debacle of a press conference. And then just a couple of thoughts on some of the veteran players that are still out and about And there was a story today of the Panthers, or on the Panthers, that made me uh, perk up a little bit. A little weird. We'll have shows all week. We'll have another big show Tuesday. We'll have a big go-low podcast on Wednesday. And obviously, the Masters a week away. Another podcast Friday. Obviously, the weekend mailbag. I'll do do a little bit mailbag as well. At John Middlecoff is the Instagram. Slide up in those DMs. We'll do it for Tuesday's podcast. Uh, Also, subscribe to the podcast. Share it with your friends. The three and out. I have a separate feed. If you listen through Colin's feed, I would greatly appreciate that. And uh, hope everyone's doing well. Hopefully you had a good weekend. And uh, you know you're not not having a case of the Mondays, enjoying life, enjoying work, enjoying your family, and are happy and healthy. But let's dive into something that's not necessarily happy and healthy. And that's what happened on, on Friday, a press conference with two Ivy League guys, Andrew Barry, Kevin Stefanski, and Deshaun Watson who was, you know, finally traded from the Houston Texans, whatever, a while back. But they officially announced it. And my number one take was, I don't know, I don't think there's necessarily rules saying that there's a date and a time that you have to do this. I don't know why they had a press conference. Because I saw a lot of people reacting that it's a disaster. I don't know how it wasn't going to be a disaster. Because, I, you know, there was only one thing the fans... And, you know, we're thinking that the media was going to ask. And here's the thing. And I the media takes a lot of shit. And I think politically it's deserved because the media like pick sides like the politicians give a shit about them. Where in these situations, these the, the, the media members just independently are asking questions that every human being is thinking There's not an agenda. There is just the elephant in the room. No one's on a team. If anything, they're anti the establishment. And they're just asking normal questions about the accusers to the general manager and the head coach, why they did this, why they guaranteed so much money. Literally what we're all thinking. And to me, it was healthy. It was actually the most healthy press conference of like, you know, this is how the media used to be the majority of my life. It all walks of life. When the media just represents being inquisitive, being curious, being, what the fuck is going on here? And that's what was going on. But I, I was not shocked to see, one, they were going to be, quote unquote, defensive. They were going to say, they were going to be like, yeah, we don't actually know that much. You know, we're taking a pretty big flyer here. They were going to say the PC line, which we believe we're making the right decision. We made educated guesses. We did all the research. You and I could have wrote out what they were going to say. Now, it's a tougher spot for Deshaun Watson, right? I'm not a legal analyst. I'm just a Cal Poly grad. Uh, If I ever got in legal trouble, luckily I've avoided that My uh, up to 37 years old, I would have to get a lawyer because I got no clue what's going on. There are certain legalities. I said this all the time. If someone accused me of sexual assault, rape, whatever the most heinous crimes are that can possibly be committed pedophilia you name it there is no way under any circumstances i think i could listen to my lawyer if i was innocent to keep my mouth shut i i couldn't do it i'm not wired like that i can't do it but in defense of Deshaun watson every single lawyer my entire life watching these cases and everyone listening to the same thing they tell their clients do not say shit keep your mouth shut that is just the legal, uh, you know, operation, the, the way these situations are treated. So he gets up there. He's not going to be able to say anything beside, I've never touched a woman. I've never broken a law. This is all oh, the truth's going to come out. I don't plan on settling kind of the same things that he essentially has been reiterating behind the scenes to these media members, the national guys over the years, over the last year. Right. So we didn't learn anything new. Two, one thing we know is like, one issue I had is Deshaun basically said he did not come to Cleveland for the money. Bullshit. Well, sometimes in life, we need to call a spade a spade. Like, ultimately, this was a massive money grab for you and your agent. There's nothing wrong with that. This is a private sector. You can try to make as much money as you can, and ultimately you did. You got a historic contract. But do not look at everyone, if you're going to do this press conference, and we're all going to pay attention to what's being said, and act like the money didn't matter. Because I still, for the life of me, I was talking to a buddy in the league over this weekend, and I was like, you know what's crazy? The craziest thing about this to me is he literally just got a pretty massive contract for the Houston Texans. And I just wonder, like, did he demand a trade strictly because he didn't want to be with the Houston Texans or because he was running away from these problems and wasn't able to see the big picture? Like, bro, just because you asked for a trade doesn't mean these problems aren't going to fall you even if you were traded before this got out. And two, like... You weren't going to accept a trade on your previous contract, which was massive, paying you $35 million a year for years. It was all about the money. Why, why can't anyone just say that? Why are we so offended by it? Like, yeah, I did it for the money. No shit. Like, you, I, I always get this like, oh, the, the capitalistic greed of the corporate greed. Yeah, corporations, they're trying to make money. That's their goal. Like Elizabeth Warren, that's the way the private sector works. The, the, their goal is to make as much profit as possible. They're not a a school district here. They're not the government. Literally, their job to their shareholders is to generate money. Just like all these people, every agent's job is to get their client in any industry. But I think the industries that are most famous for having agents, right, would be like Hollywood and pro sports, is to get their clients, especially football, which is a lot different than basketball, where the numbers are kind of set. In football, the difference between $10, million, $20 million guaranteed <clears throat> is a really big deal. But this was a huge money grab. And ultimately, they needed someone to capitulate. The Panthers, Dave Tepper, who has an unlimited amount of money, said, no, we're not paying you that much money. I heard Peter King on his podcast say that he talked to someone that was involved in these talks that are like, after seeing that contract, I- I'm glad we kind of were told, you're not an option. Because we were, in a million years, we never would have paid that. And like I've been saying over the last week for the Browns, like I, I think it's insane that they did it. Uh, But it also speaks to the desperation to get a quarterback in your building. If it costs you 200, he got, you know, what? 70 million, 80 million dollars more than Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers won back to back MVPs. This guy hadn't played in a year. He's going to get suspended and got 80 million dollars more guaranteed. You know, Deshaun, it was just an absolute shit show. Props to the just, it was refreshing to just see the media doing their job. Which I, I really think, and listen, I'm not trying to just hammer on the media all the time, but it does feel like they've lost their way as a group a little bit. And that one was just like, yeah, this is old school. Tough questions need to be asked. This is a bizarre situation. Let's sit down and ask some big boy questions. And they kept coming fast and furious. And, uh, you know, they, they weren't going to have answers. And they didn't. And it was a bad look. And of course, you know, everyone's like, I can't believe that the owner wasn't there. Of course, the owner wasn't there. You know, why? Like these guys. Jimmy Haslam stole from the truckers. You know I mean, this guy. Who do you think Jimmy Haslam is? Like, you think he was going to be there taking those bow and arrows? He l- later did it with his wife over Zoom. Like, what a cop out! Like, yeah, I mean, that's he's a coward when it comes to this type of stuff. Made his GM and the GM, and then he said that we made this acquisition because of the coach and the general manager. No way, Jimmy. You had to sign off. You're the guy writing the checks. Your name is on the bottom, but every single dollar that comes out of here, you okayed the $230 million. That's you. So this is you are responsible as well as those two guys. I just hate how some of these things become so disingenuous, but that's just the world we live in. But God, I mean, this, what a wild situation. I mean, we have clarity, kinda. I mean, he's still fighting these cases and eventually, you know, I guess he'll get suspended. But, you know, we still got a ways to go on that.
1: FanDuel Sportsbook NBA Same Game Parlay. What is it? Gives you a chance to turn a small bet into a big payday. It's my favorite. Choose any NBA game, any one. Combine multiple bets within the game. How many three-pointers made, who the leading scorer is going to be, and more into one wager for bigger wins. Ten bucks can become a lot of money. Monday, I like the rappers over the Celtics, Pascal Siakam to go over his projected point total. Make the midseason feel like the playoffs on FanDuel Sportsbook. Get paid fast. If you're a new customer, you can bet 5 bucks and get $150 bucks in site credit instantly guaranteed. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Sign up. Promo code is always Colin to get this deal. C-O-L-I-N to bet the NBA today. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, and Louisiana text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467369 in New York, Tennessee. Redline line one Tennessee. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage,
2: and quicker post your job for free at linkedin.com slash j-o-h-n that's linkedin.com slash j-o-h-n to post your job for free terms and conditions apply there are some
1: things that are too good to keep a secret like how your amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip i'd like to check into the centurion lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get... or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, another topic that I've seen is like these veteran players that haven't signed yet. Just to name a few, like the Honey Badger, uh, Bobby Wagner, uh, Julio Jones... And I say it all the time, money's all relative. At one point in time, $100 is a lot to you. At one point in time, $1,000 can be a lot. A 10000 whatever the money is, right? Money, If if you keep making more, you become less, you know, you, you get used to not just a certain lifestyle, but a certain amount of cash coming your way. And I think when you get to these guys' levels, right? If you are used to making, let's just use real world terms. Let's say you make, you know... 50, 60 grand, then you get a new job and it goes extremely well, and you start making $150,000 for five straight years. And you you live in the Midwest, you're crushing it, you're making a lot of cash, some bonuses, you're you're making over $150 every single year. It would not be easy to just transition back to making $60,000. You would be used to making $150,000. Unless you were like some elite financial planner, your lifestyle would just change. It just would. It's human nature. You would upgrade a home. You might upgrade a car. You would just upgrade things. And you would be used to a new lifestyle. Now, the difference is, these normal people wages, right, are a lot different than ultimately you can easily li- live on 2 or $3 million, right? But if, if you're getting offered $2 million, let's say if you're the Honey Badger, Julio Jones, or Bobby Wagner, with incentive lay deals, I'm just picking that number. They, they could be getting offered way more. They've been used to making $12, $13 million. In Julio's case, $16, $17, $18 million. Bobby Wagner was scheduled to make $20 million. For the first time in their life, they've been told, I guess Honey Badger has been cut before, but Julio and Bobby Wagner, up until even last year, like Julio wanted out, they traded him. Bobby Wagner's played for one team his whole life. I was watching this thing on YouTube about Matt Ryan. And Matt Ryan had really interesting perspective. He's like... You know, as a starting quarterback, and obviously I'm making a lot of money. He didn't necessarily say that, but I was thinking that. I've always tried to be empathetic toward the players that get cut, right? Every year, you see all the guys get cut at training camp. Every year, or just like every other year, you see guys, you know, historic players on our squad. Like a Roddy White, right? Julio Jones gets traded. Tony Gonzalez retires. Like, the movement in the league is natural. It's always going to happen before I got here. It's going to happen after I get here. But for the first time in my career... I was told, hey, if we get Deshaun Watson, we're going to replace you. So before Matt Ryan the whole trade thing happened, he was told by the Atlanta Falcons, if they get Deshaun Watson, they were going to replace him. And he's like, most guys get told that. I'm lucky enough that the first time anyone ever said that to me in my NFL career was year 14. And I think when you look at the Honey Badger, who's gone from team to team, been a team captain, and been awesome now for the last three years on one of the best teams in the league, he's finding you know his market is not nearly what he thought. Bobby Wagner, again, has been used to making huge money. Older player, trending down. I bet it's a little humbling. Julio Jones has made enormous cash from the moment he was drafted in the top seven picks. He has never not been a highly compensated guy. And now probably teams are looking at him like, will you play for a million dollars and will incentivize it up to seven or eight? It's got to be a humbling feeling. And again, money is all relative. Just put whatever that number would be for you you know, whatever you're making now, quadruple that in your head. If you're making 100 grand now, think about making $400,000. And then think about making that for five or six years. And then imagine it's the great part about society, right? Unless a recession hits or whatever, if you start doing a good job at a certain company and you start making a lot of money, you can maintain making that much money as long as that company doesn't go under and business keeps going well for a while. With pro sports, it's very dependent on how you're playing. And obviously, age plays a huge role in that. And I think you see it every single year that the reason these quote-unquote names wait a little while is because they're getting a little humble pie from a financial perspective. Like Teams would want the Honey Badger. Teams would want Bobby Wagner at the right price. And for a large period of time, they were used to being paid a premium. And those premiums are no longer offered anymore. And that's just kind of the way the cookie uh, crumbles in the businesses, the NFL, because you know, thirty for a lot of these positions, right, is is viewed as old when you've been in the league eight nine years. Which in normal people jobs, like thirty, you got, you know, hell, I'm thirty seven. I don't even my my I think my prime will be like in my fifties. You know, I'm not even sniffing it. But as a pro athlete, like the honey badger, Bobby Wagner, that arrow's pointing down. Uh. I get asked, you know, just given that I have podcasts and, you know, I'm a I don't even consider myself a public figure, but obviously people listen and because of this podcast, a lot of people listen, which is really cool. And i I feel very fortunate to have Colin behind me and being able to do this, is I get a lot of questions and because I promote DMs and my email address, like you I get a lot of younger people in like college asking for advice, right? And a lot of it sometimes, like how to become a scout, or how do I get into podcasting, or how do I get into sports—you know, pretty basic questions. But every once in a while, I get like, "Hey, I'm starting this podcast, or I'm starting this. How do we land some business?" And the best advice I've ever gotten for either getting a job or trying to land a deal is to meet people in person, right? And, and listen, I, I when I first got into podcasting and had to get my own advertising, I dominated. And when I say dominated, I was just relentless on direct messages. I spent probably a couple hours a day in 2017 and 18 just DMing companies and emailing companies and emailing people, the CEO of companies on LinkedIn. And that is great. And you got to do stuff like that. But the hit rate on that is very, very small. It was five years ago. It's even way smaller now. It's very, very difficult. It's essentially the new age of cold calling people, right? But there is nothing like getting in front of someone. You want to get some of the great stories about coaches standing in front of, you know, the head coaches. Like if you want to get a job. I remember Jed Fish told the famous story about getting hired by Steve Spurrier when he was assistant coach. Or I mean, just a student at the University of Florida. Every single day, he would wait out in front of the guy's car. Every single day, he'd put a note in front of the guy's car. Eventually, Steve Spurrier's like, yeah, I'll give the guy a meeting. You can just wear people out when you show up at a certain business. I've done it here in the Bay Area with a local car dealership before. It ended up not working out, but I, we essentially had a business deal set and then something changed and it ultimately didn't affect. But the only reason I got it because I just kept showing up. So when you want to get something, when you want to get hired by someone, when you want to attempt to get someone's business, show up in person eventually. Now you can start with an email. You can start with a DM. You can start with a LinkedIn message. But if you have the capabilities... To show up in person, it is a game changer. Now, the person might not see you, show up the next day. there is nothing like it. Because things get done, I don't care how powerful Zoom is, how powerful Google Meets is, how powerful FaceTime is, there is nothing like, still to this day, even with as crazy as technology is, as being face-to-face with someone. It's just the most powerful medium we have for doing business. I, I believe that to my core and I believe that's still true. It might not be true forever different generations, technology, it might change. But today, especially people older than you in their 40s, 50s, and 60s, who usually are doing the hiring, still is. So this week, the owners' meetings, right? It's why the combine is so powerful for the NFL. All the general managers have the other general managers' phone numbers in their phone. They can text them. They can email them. They can FaceTime them at any moment's notice. But when you listen to John Schneider and George Payton talk about why the deal got done? It's because every single day at the combine, they met. Every stinking day at the combine, they met. In secret, you know, under the ground locations. Hotel rooms, shitty ass restaurants that no one would be at. They talked every single day. I haven't seen any stories, but I would be shocked if Tom Telesco and Ryan Poles, the Khalil Mack trade, weren't meeting at the combine multiple times in person. Because there's nothing more powerful than that. That's why we see so many deals right after the combine. Because you think all these guys have been talking on the phone and emails for weeks. But then once they get together, the game changes. And I think this week for guys like Baker Mayfield, you know Jimmy Garoppolo, if conversations are going to happen, or at least be set maybe for the draft, it's going to happen this week. With the general managers and head coaches all being under the same roof. Because they don't really have that much to do. And conversations are going to happen. They're going I saw Rich Cimini. He had a story about the Jets potentially trading for or trying to trade for. I don't think any of these guys are on the block. DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, Debo Samuel. If any of those guys end up getting traded, I would imagine the reason the conversations will start this week. So now who knows? Maybe we get to a lull now and the, the madness stops because it's going to be hard for the madness to continue forever at the rate in which it was going. But these people being around each other Under the same roof, that will move the needle. Okay, there's a story out of the Charlotte Observer. uh, That's a newspaper in the South that covers the Carolina Panthers. I think they're beat guy. That the Carolina Panthers have three first round grades on quarterbacks. And when I saw this headline and then I looked, I went, that's a little weird. Because one, what team in their right mind on March 27th is telling anyone in the media what their draft grades are right now. How does that behoove them at all? And if that is true, that that's insane to me. That that to me is stupid. That doesn't make any sense. Now, the three quarterbacks, I think, are widely viewed uh, as the three most talented guys. There's a fourth, too. But uh, the three guys they had was Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, and Matt Corral, the quarterback at Ole Miss. Some people might have Desmond Ritter in that class, but according to the Charlotte Observer, they had three quarterbacks. So I, to me, they're either lying to the newspaper to try to get this out there, try to get people off the scent, or this is where I do wonder if the owner is starting to get a little weird, starting to get a little tiresome, starting to get a little impatient, and he's yapping. Because I do think for years, we've seen like with Cleveland and some of these dysfunctional ownership groups is they can't help but keep their mouth shut because their team sucks. They feel they need to start controlling the message. If David Tepper leaked this story, the Carolina Panthers are in major trouble for years to come. Now, David Tepper, as a businessman, he's one of the greatest stock traders in the history of the uh, of the stock market. There's not even I mean, he's on a short list. Behind like Steve Cohen, uh, who owns the Mets now, Warren Buffett, like he, he's elite. He's an all-timer. But just because you're great at one thing doesn't mean you're going to be a great owner. We've seen it over and over. Jimmy Haslam, great at uh, stealing money from the truckers. Boom, owns the NFL team. It's been a debacle, right? Shad Khan, everywhere he goes, every business, prints Cash. The Jaguars are a complete joke. This guy, elite guy on Wall Street. The Panthers have been a disaster since he's owned the team. And to me, if they're leaking this to lie to keep people off the scent, I don't know why they would like, what are you going to pick Desmond Ritter number six? You don't want anyone to know that? That seems a little weird. That would be an all time overdraft. This does reek of the owner because this would not if you're the GM of the Panthers, you would not be telling anyone this right now. And if you're the Panthers head coach, unless like, you know, you're going to get fired after the draft, but why would they fire you after the draft? It would make no sense. So to me, it's hard to feel either one of those two guys are the culprit. This has the owner written all over, him, if this is a true story. And I could see the owner, this is his bad owner syndrome. Usually owners, when they first start and they they pay a bunch of money for a team and things are not going well, they just can't help themselves. Because this guy on Wall Street running firms is used to being in full, complete control. He knows more than everyone else in his industry except like five guys. Yet in this thing, he knows nothing. He can't do anything. He feels like he's just a complete role player even though he's cashing and and uh, signing all the checks. And he signs this sweet college coach he thinks who's been a disaster. They have no quarterback. They at, Right now, it feels like they have no future. They're going nowhere fast. And if it is the owner leaking this, the Panthers are in major trouble for the foreseeable future. But uh, we'll see if more leaks come out of Carolina. Something to keep an eye on. It's, it's they're, they're a franchise that could get weird fast. I I got them red flagged big time. Uh, We'll have a podcast Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, weekend mailbag. Keep it rolling. At John Middlecoff is the Instagram. Slide right in and uh, see everyone soon. Peace.
1: volume
2: Are you looking for the hottest gambling advice out there? Check out the Moneyline Monaco podcast, powered by FanDuel. Every weekday, our guy Alex Monaco will give you his best bets, including game picks, props, same game parlays, and much more. Monaco is in another groove and has won nearly 60% of his bets all time. So don't miss your chance to make some money by downloading the Moneyline Monaco wherever you get your podcast, only on the Volumes Podcast Network.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
2: With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need